Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Grapes are beginning to ripen in Wisconsin for some wine grape varieties, and growers are starting to test the grapes on the vine to make sure they're harvested at just the right time. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Amy Aragoni is the vineyard manager at Bailey's Run Winery in New Glarus. She says there's definitely science at play when it comes to growing wine grapes. She also watches the research and development happening at universities on vineyard technologies and new grape varieties. But in the New Glarus vineyard, she says she's happy about this year's crop because grapes do pretty well in dry conditions. Well, we are very lucky. We're in very good shape right now. Exactly as you said, we were worried in April There were vineyards that had issues with the frost um, and with freeze. We got through that fine. We have a location that worked for that. We also have varieties that do well in that situation. So we got through April okay. Once we got through that and it got dry, we started to worry a little bit. But again, we did fine. We're very lucky with the varieties that we have. We're very lucky with our location. Um, We're happy for the little bit of rain that we have had. To be honest, if it didn't rain the rest of the season, I would be fine with that. So grapes like it a little more dry. They do. They do. I mean, we need a little bit. um, But from this point on, heavy rains are hard for us. Um, It's going to slow the ripening a little bit. What has this year's weather, how has it influenced disease pressure? I know powdery mildew is often in conversation among uh, grape growers. What have you noticed? Yeah, that's accurate for us. We like most things, disease pressure is lower in a dry year for us. So that's been great. Powdery is an issue this year for many growers. Um, it likes dry and it will keep going during dry weather, as everyone knows. So um, it's manageable for sure. Probably if there are vineyards that are dealing with disease issues right now, it is powdery. Are there bugs you have to worry about? Oh my goodness, yes. Um, Japanese beetles, of course, they love, they love lots of hosts, but they really love grapes. I felt like they were late this year. We didn't, we usually notice them right around Father's Day on the vines, and they were a little bit late for us. They are coming on now. Aside from that, we haven't started, we're just getting into verasion and into ripening. So we haven't seen, we'll get, um, you know, bees and wasps and things later as the fruit gets more sugar in it. Now, Amy, I know grapevines are perennials, but that doesn't mean you can just, it's not hands off, grow. There's some um, maintenance (laughs) that needs to be done throughout the growing season. Give us a sense of the labor it takes to maintain a vineyard. Vineyards are extremely hands-on. Most Wisconsin growers, you know, there are some vineyards in some locations that are just absolutely enormous and totally mechanized. Wisconsin vineyards tend to be smaller and they tend to be very hands-on. So for us, that's the case. We're out there all the time. Um, so that would start in February and March with pruning. So we prune while everything's dormant in the winter to set us up for the season. Um, we're taking quite a bit off the vine in during the pruning process. We'll break bud, you know, May, second, third week of May, depending on the year. That's when we're going to start seeing green. We do have to actively weed manage under vine rows. Um, it's important just so that we don't have a lot of competition. And then because we have a little bit of a shorter growing season here, we really 
manage the canopy so that we can get maximum air and maximum sunlight in there. So that's when you're growing in a cooler climate, you really need to keep your canopy open so that fruit is really exposed to sunlight. If you're growing in a long growing season, you know, maybe a West Coast growing season, some shaded fruit is still going to ripen up fine. Here we want really a nice, open, disease-free canopy. Yes, we know our weather varies by region, and therefore, so do the traits of our of our wine grapes. So, Amy, I wanted you to explain for us what traits are ideal for a Wisconsin climate when it comes to grapes. How do we differ from other regions of the United States? What we're growing here are hybrid grapes. So we're very lucky to have the benefit of grape breeding from places like University of Minnesota. So we're talking about a grape that's bred from, you know, a Vitis vinifera, which think of like a European or a West Coast grape, bred with a grape that's native to here. So we're getting the flavor benefits of the vinifera, but we're getting the cold hardiness of a native grape. So that's the kind of grape we're growing. So what we really want Our grapes, we're growing things like Marquette, we're growing Frontenac, we're growing Itasca, we're growing Petite Pearl. So these grapes can handle our cold winters. That is not an issue. But what we want is we want it to slowly, you know, the magical kind of year where it slowly gets cool and then it just stays nice and cold so they can acclimatize. And then we want it to come into spring without these crazy kind of warm pops. I know it's never going to happen, right? But that's that's really what we're we're not worried about winter cold, but it's those spring a late frost can be an issue for us or those early warm-ups where the grapes will start to wake up too early, that gets tricky for us. Do you have any partnerships either with other Uh, wineries in the industry or maybe other universities to continue new research development in new grape varieties? The University of Minnesota is probably the most active grape breeding program in the Midwest. They have acres and many people dedicated to finding varieties that are, you know, have the chemistry for winemaking that are, that make delicious wine because that's the point, but that can also handle the weather, you know, particularly the cold, cold. We also benefit hugely from UW, from their fruit team. They're active with Wisconsin Winery Association, with the Grape Growers Association. So when we do our annual meetings, we've always got UW folks there giving us updates. We have a field day coming up in Viroqua, so we'll get together, talk about the season, where we're at. Um, So we benefit hugely from both Minnesota and from UW. What about the technology side of things? We talked about dealing with weather, but are you seeing any innovations in the technology space when it comes to helping smaller growers like those in Wisconsin maintain their vineyards as the best they can? Yeah, I think this is kind of kind of be the next phase because we tend to be smaller growers and the technology part is usually an investment. So we do benefit hugely from, you know, all the weather stations that are set up. Um, we can tap into all of that data, even growers that don't have a weather station, which, you know, we do regularly just to look at growing degree days and all that kind of stuff. I think the next phase as vineyards get bigger is going to be more technology to kind of guide us along. But right now it's just very hands-on in the field. Are you doing any of your own kind of research and development, trying out new varieties, maybe different growing methods? Yeah, we have switch some varieties since the original plantings because it's just so site dependent what is going to do well in a particular location and also honestly what kind of wine you want to make right what are people wanting to drink so we have made some change-ups in the vineyard we have planted more marquette uh, and more petite pearl which are both 
um, nice full-bodied reds, which used to be hard to grow here. You know, many years ago, it was hard to grow a really beautiful red because of all the the tannins and all the things you want from the grapes. We're able to do that now. So we have switched our plantings up a little bit um, in the vineyard. Um, and that we do benefit from like the research station, the West Madison research station, because they can afford to do a row of this, a row of that, you know, and then watch it over the years. So that's been nice just to see what is performing long term. We're talking about varieties. Do you need a different variety for every wine that you make? Is that kind of how that correlates? We do both. So there are many varietal wines. You know, if you think of drinking a Cabernet, we have many wines that are where we will produce a straight Marquette. We will produce a straight Petite Pearl. We will produce a straight Itasca. So these are all single varieties that we're growing, and that's the only grape in the bottle. But, you know, there are lots of grapes that benefit from blending. Um, to be honest, from just from a taste profile, there's lots of rosés that we want to make that may have a little bit of a blend in there. And sometimes it just depends on the year. You know, you might have a, a wine coming out that needs a little more acid. So you might blend in a grape that's got Frontenac's got great acidity. So we might, if you have something else that's a, that's a little flat, you can pop a little Frontenac in there to get some acidity. So we do a combination. We've got varietal wines at the winery and we blend. How many varieties are you growing? Yep. So we grow six varieties. We have three reds and three whites. So the reds are um, Frontenac, Petite Pearl, Marquette. The whites are Edelweiss, um, Itasca, and La Crescent. And looking ahead, Amy, you mentioned the Verizon, or that's a technical term, or the ripening process is almost starting or starting in some of those early varieties. What does the season look like then from here on out? How long does the ripening last? When do you start looking at harvest? We have started Verasion definitely in, I'd say, our three or four early varieties. So we will take our earliest variety, which is Edelweiss. We pick Edelweiss at a really low sugar because we make this kind of crisp German Riesling kind of wine with it. But we'll take that like the second or third week of August. Um, And then we won't take our Petite Pearl, which would be our latest ripening, until almost around October 1st. So those those six harvests are spread out over that period. So it's really from this point on, it's just going to depend on if the heat stays constant, it's really going to depend on rain. So from this point on in the season, berries are accumulating sugar, right? The, they're physically getting larger. They're accumulating sugar. So small rains for us at this point are totally fine. A huge dump of three inches of rain is going to dilute. The berries just physically going to take up the water. It's going to dilute the sugar and it puts us back a little bit. So in the next week or so, I'll start testing bricks, sugar in berries, you know, just go out and collect samples and start testing. Um, And then if we get a huge rain, you'll see them drop back. It puts us back and we start marching on until we get towards where we want to be at harvest. And the chemistry is important. So we're checking sugar, obviously. pH is very important. And then we're checking acid. Those three are super important just to bring the fruit in and good. Obviously, we're looking if it's physically ripe and we're tasting it and all that stuff. But we're tracking those three things as well as we make our picking decisions. Amy, what are you projecting for this year's harvest? I'm excited for this year's harvest. Um, I think last year we were a bit over 26,000 pounds of fruit from our varieties. Um, we, I think we'll probably be above that this year. We had some young vines last year that we were harvesting for the t- first time. Um, you know, it takes, you don't 
crop grapes right at the beginning. It's a bit of an investment. You don't really harvest them until the third or fourth year. So we had young fruit. We had young vines last year that are going to be more mature this year. So I think we'll be a little higher than that this year. What's the timeline between harvest and when you can buy that wine made from those grapes in the store? We are still bottling some of the stuff that we harvested in 2022. So it just depends how long we're going to, if we're going to barrel age something, how long. It really depends on the wine. The, it, we will go directly from harvest into the cellar. So we'll, that wine will get started the day we pick. We're, eat, we're crushing, destemming, and then going on to pressing in that whole process. There are some wines that are kind of a quick turnaround. You know, you may see them five or six months down the road, but there are some, if we're going to put wine in barrel particularly, that we're going to let age a little while. Bailey's Run Vineyard is gearing up for the grape harvest, which starts in August and goes as late as October. Vineyard manager Amy Arigoni is happy with the crop this year after they avoided some early frost issues and found timely rain during the growing season. Some other good news at Bailey's Run is they just opened their new distillery, Whiskey Run, for folks to visit in New Glarus. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option.